scab for the bosses don't listen to their lies as poor folks haven't got a chance lest we organize which side are you um so i had a dream last night that i sat my mom down and told her like why i think 9-11 is an inside job <laughs> Like, that was literally my whole dream was being like, well, because the Soviet Union had the control over the oil, and then this thing. Okay, all right. Did she believe you? Yeah, <laughs> kind of. She was, all like, right. a little concerned, but she yeah. was like, I, I get it. I feel like that's that's usually how it goes, right? Yeah. Like, they're like, I'm a little concerned, but, like, I do get what yeah. you're saying. Like, I, good points, but are you okay? I really wish that I could remember my dreams. But then I also feel like it would be a lot of like that, where it's just like me being like, but mom, the Soviet Union. <laughs> yeah, I remember I actually texted my mom because when, when we were doing the, uh, the Ukraine-Russia uh, mm-hmm. beef that was going on, I texted her when I was doing the research for it. And I was like, do you remember when the Soviet Union fell? She was like, yeah, it was 1991. I was sitting on my, <laughs> sitting on the couch and <laughs> watching the news <laughs> or something like that. Like, it's very much one of those, like, 9-11 moments. Yeah, where yeah, yeah. Like, like, where, where were you? Were, where were you when the Soviet Union fell? <laughs> Make a country song out of that. I know, I know. <laughs> do you think that, what do you think's like, going to be, I mean, I feel like COVID's an obvious one. Yeah, yeah. For, like, newer generations like you know i remember when i first heard about like covid19 yeah do you think there's any other like events like that though moonshine you're going going crazy crazy. i'm trying to think i know there totally is um i feel like because another one i feel like everybody remembers that like I don't was um like the OJ Simpson Oh when yeah he was, like, totally from everybody in his Bronco. Totally. <laughs> I was being born while it was either the trial or the car chase was happening. Mm-hmm, I don't remember mm-hmm. which one, but my mom was like pregnant with me yeah. waiting to push me out like watching on the TV at the hospital. Yeah. I, yeah, that's so interesting <laughs> cuz I just can't think of another like high profile thing like that. Mm-hmm. Like because, like, obviously there's, like, infamous news stories, you know? Like, yeah. you'd be like, ah, oh, Casey Anthony or whatever. But, like... Yeah. But, like, yeah, I don't think... I can't really think of any other, like, really high-profile people like that. Yeah. Maybe I'm just... I'm sure there have been some. I'm just drawing a blank. But I just feel like there's so many. Now. That's also true. <laughs> like, I was going to say maybe, like, Jeffrey Epstein or, like, the Ghislaine that's, Maxwell trial, but... That would probably be true, yeah. I'd say that would be one of them. Yeah fucking crazy crazy anyway um this every is... week is a 9-11 <laughs> wait before have you seen that fucking um it's so bad have you seen that uh like internet copypasta thing that was this girl tweeting one time and she was like i used to live in like an abusive household and i hear the jingling of my dad's keys when he came home and i would be terrified so i don't care about afghanistan every day is my afghanistan oh, or no. something like that <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure i've read oh, that. My i've God. read a lot of it's the, absolutely like, fucking insane. Yeah. <laughs> uh that's what we should also do for a bonus episode is like just read through bad creepypastas oh yeah absolutely That'd be very fun absolutely <laughs> every day is my afghanistan <laughs> Fuck. awful um well so we're starting a, a new series i yeah. guess uh the podcast is remarks oh yeah that's uh, the podcast that's name. what you're listening to <laughs> my name's taylor i'm phoebe and uh yeah we're starting a new series and it is called Taylor. Yeah, okay <laughs> uh why you should hate 
insert name of president Blank. here. Yeah. <laughs> and it's going to be presidents. I think after we do all the presidents we want to do, we could also just extend it to like oh, totally. other people as well. Like yeah. why you should hate whoever. Yeah. But we are going to start with presidents and just going through why they're awful. Yeah. Maybe leaders are bad. Shouldn't exist. <laughs> maybe, should, <laughs> maybe no single person should have that much power over everybody else. <laughs> no one. Crazy thought. All that power. Exactly. Yeah. They, they predicted it. Absolutely. <laughs> um, do you want to take it away? Sure. Go, sure. go first. Um, well, today I'm going to tell you why you should hate Ronald Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't already know. <laughs> yeah. There's so many reasons, but uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, Ronald Reagan is an interesting character in American politics. He's like regarded as one of the best presidents that this country has ever had, which is so it's crazy. The weird like yeah, Reagan nostalgia that like yes. Republicans have is so weird. Mm-hmm. Like it's insane actually. They loved him. Um, he was like beloved by a large portion of the population during his presidency. However, I feel like these days he's kind of more openly hated and like dunked on cuz which like thank God. Yeah, cuz people know. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I followed this one TikTok account that was like purely dedicated to like how many days it's been since Ronald Reagan <laughs> died. So it'd be like every like couple of weeks, it'd be like two thousand or twenty four thousand one hundred and sixty seven days since <laughs> Ronald Reagan died. Then it'd be like a picture of Karl Marx, and their eyes would go red, and they'd be like, <laughs> "Fuck yeah!" Do the like ice, the two finger yeah, ice yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, he had just banger after banger of like bad decisions that's <laughs> fucked our country up to this day. The greatest, the greatest hits of yeah, fucking greatest hits, mur- mass murder and fucking <laughs> war crimes. Uh, you may remember such events such as the Iran Contra affair, yeah, the war on drugs, yep, the AIDS crisis, mm-hmm. the Cold War. And many more. (laughs) (laughs) And then it's like a screen crawl and it's like has the names highlighted of the songs that are playing. The AIDS crisis. (laughs) Uh, So let's introduce you to America's 40th president and let you know why you should hate Ronald Reagan. Yeah. So before Reagan got involved in politics, he was an actor and a radio and TV personality, um, which is totally normal to have. You know, people from Hollywood be yeah. A that president. was that was the first mistake there for <laughs> sure. Uh, he starred in multiple Hollywood films, and his this is just like a really weird fucking tidbit. Mm-hmm. His favorite role being in a movie called King's Row, where he played a double amputee and had the great line, "Quote, where's the rest of me?" <laughs> wow, amazing! Really, crazy writing there. Really, That's amazing stuff. I really hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Ronnie Boy quickly moved up the ranks in Hollywood, at one point making a salary of $3,000 a week. Whoa. Yeah. A week. That's crazy. Yeah. That's like that's like a lot by like today's standards, yes. I feel. It's more than so I even, Yeah. So back then, oh my gosh. Yeah, that's a massive amount of money. Yeah. Um, He also eventually became president of the Screen Actors Guild, and this is where he really started his career in fuck shittery. <laughs> Taylor, you may remember Huack, yeah, that you Huack. told us all about mm-hmm. um, in the Folk the Police episode. Um, oh my gosh, sorry, my thing. House Un-American Activities Committee. Yes, exactly. Uh, 
you told us about that in the Folk the Police episode, talking about how the famous folk singers, how they were constantly being accused of communism. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll just do like a quick little reminder of what that was. HUAC, which stands for, Taylor just said, the House Un-American Activities Committee was created to investigate alleged disloyalty and subversive activities of American citizens. Uh, but really it was kind of just created to spy on American citizens who even seemed like a little bit communist mm-hmm. at all <laughs> which and that's the thing too is it's like i mean the folk singers were very communist right. like that's they they were all part of the communist party but it's the the, the fuckery is that they were being spied on because yeah. of that <laughs> yeah um and this was all happening during the red scare so of course everyone was like losing their fucking minds over mm-hmm. the threat of communism um, so HUAC began to suspect actors, writers, etc. in Hollywood of being communist and creating communist propaganda. And this led to the creation of the Hollywood Blacklist, which mm-hmm. you also told us about. Yep. Uh, which was a list of people in Hollywood that were turned away and some of them even jailed because of their alleged involvement with the Communist Party. Um, so through the end of the 1940s, Ronald Reagan became an FBI informant for HUAC, providing the name of actors who were suspected of being involved with communism. Marceline, not Marceline, uh, <laughs> fucking Moonshine is going crazy today. Yeah, I think she's in, she's t- taking a pee and oh, it's gotta like her. brush the litter around, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I was like trying to not laugh. Oh my God. Um, and during his, like, being an FBI informant, he even had a cute little code name, which was T-10, which is, like, not really uh, cool, but... I can see why he would think it was cool. Yeah. Like, he's like, oh, it's like James Bond, like, T-10. Exactly. Like, it kind of sounds like a rejected, like, Terminator name. Like, of, totally. For, like, what Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, would have been called, but they were like, no, nah, it's too dorky. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, and as we have stated multiple times, the FBI is just bunch of fucking dorks and just fucking dorks larping like they're just <laughs> rich people larping yeah. yeah um so reagan testified before huac providing the names of few individuals and groups who had been rumored to be involved with communism and while he definitely opposed communism reagan did publicly speak out about not being completely thrilled with the fbi's use of him as an informant uh he said quote do they expect us to constitute ourselves as a little fbi of our own and determine just who is a commie and who isn't which, like, cool opinion, but you did still work as an informant for the FBI. You, you did so. that, so... So you did do it. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'll do it, but I'm going to be mad. <laughs> yeah. going to be bummed about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, shockingly enough, Ronald's early involvement in politics was kind of liberal, and he was actually registered as a Democrat for some time. Wow. Literally, he took a huge fucking 180. Yeah. Um... <clears throat> He had joined the American Veterans Committee, who fought against segregation and worked to create peace among nations. And then ABC would even eventually go on to fight for the rights of LGBTQ members of the military, um, which old Ronnie was long gone by that time, but the irony still hits. (laughs) (laughs) It was truly his fear of communism that drove Ronald over to the right. Uh, He became paranoid that that communists had infiltrated the ABC and the Democratic Party. And so he went on to join the NRA, uh, opposed the food stamp program, the Peace Corps, the raising of the minimum wage, and even worked with the American Medical Association, creating recordings that were to persuade the listener to write letters to the government to prevent Medicare from being established. Um, And then in one of these recordings, he says that if people did not take action against Medicare, that, quote, 
we will awake to find that we have socialism. And if you don't do this, and if I don't do it, one of these days, you and I are going to spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it was once like in America when men were free. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that sounds like a pretty standard talking point for like the anti-communist bullshit. Uh-huh. Like, it's like so dramatic. Gonna come in and take all your stuff, and yeah, mm-hmm. it's like, it's yeah. That's I mean, do you need all the stuff though? You're a fucking rich ass, yeah, like, uh, movie star, Ronald Reagan. Do you think you could maybe trade a little bit of the stuff so that other people, like everybody, could um have access to medical care? Yeah, and like food to eat. Would you be willing <laughs> to trade some of the stuff for that? Do you, do you ever consider that maybe some people want to eat? <laughs> yeah, maybe. But they don't. Not everyone <coughs> deserves to eat, Taylor. That's I've always yeah. Not was, everyone deserves access to basic like necessities. Yeah, that's what they have always told me. They're like, but they're like, but uh, you, you, what about people who don't work hard? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you're right. They don't deserve right. to eat. <laughs> <laughs> well, and uh, we'll get into it a little bit later, but. Ronald Reagan sure hates people that, quote unquote, don't work hard. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, So Reagan was elected governor of California in 1967 and literally ruined everyone's lives during his terms. (laughs) (laughs) It's like uh, there's that quote from Napoleon Dynamite where he's like, you've been ruining everybody's lives and eating all our steak. Yeah, like that's very much (laughs) that's Ronald Reagan. What Ronald Reagan was doing in California. (laughs) Uh, He had been heavily critical of UC Berkeley. He felt like they were too lenient on the student protesters, and he called the school, quote, a haven for communist sympathizers, protesters, and sex deviants. Ah, Those are honestly my three favorite things. I was going to say, that sounds really awesome. should be attending that school. (laughs) (laughs) On May 15th, 1967, students held a rally where they were discussing the Arab-Israeli conflict. Uh, Ronald had had enough of these radicals and called the Highway Patrol and Berkeley police to stop the rally. The officers showed up in full riot gear with nightsticks, tear gas, and literal shotguns with actual bullets. All hell broke loose for several hours, leading to the death of James Rector, who bled out due to multiple shotgun wounds, and the blinding of Alan Blanchard, as well as hundreds more injuries. Uh, Ronald remained firm in his defense of this event, which has been named Bloody Tuesday. And he justified the shooting of James Rector, saying, quote, It's very naive to assume that you should send anyone into that kind of conflict with a fly swatter. He's got to have an appropriate weapon. Um, oh, so the person who... Oh, so he was saying that the, like, the police have to have an appropriate yeah, weapon? Uh, yeah, because... he was saying that, like, like, well, it's, you know it wasn't out of hand that like some people got shot with actual Mm -hmm. real guns and actual real bullets because like they needed to be prepared. They needed to have an appropriate weapon for Mm -hmm. this kind of conflict. And it's like, bro, I get it. There was like a large group of people, but like they literally shot people dead. Yeah. (laughs) They, I don't assume that anybody else there had like guns that were shooting and pointing at the police. They threw like rocks and like bottles. And and I mean, that always happens, but but like, you're in full riot gear, so you're you have like gear. a shield, and also you're, you know, have literal like government money to buy weapons and yeah. things to protect yourself. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, it's the a tale as old as time. Exactly. <laughs> and you know, they also like beat the shit out of people, and mm-hmm. yeah. So okay. Um, 
So following that, uh, Reagan declared a state of emergency that evening, and he called in the National Guard. The next few days were a deluge of demonstrations and tear gassing, eventually leading to mass arrests of protesters. Ronald continued to defend his choices even a year after the dust had settled, saying in a speech, quote, If it takes a bloodbath, let's get it over with. No more appeasement. Yeah. <laughs> so, cool. So, yeah. It's, Murdering much people. There it is. Tight. Right out, just outright, yeah. right there. <laughs> it's going to give it give it to us right mm-hmm. there. <laughs> um, so Ronald Reagan began his presidential campa- campaign in 1967, running on a platform of, quote unquote, sending the welfare bums back to work. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so there's his uh, really hates poor people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, did Ronald Reagan hate poor people? Oh, man. It's like, it's almost like a, <laughs> it's like a scale. He's like, what does Ronald Reagan hate more? Like, it's like poor people and gay people. And then it's like, <laughs> it's constantly tipping back and forth. Like, <laughs> And then in the middle, it's communism. Yeah. <laughs> um. So Ronald lost this election, but he ran again in 1980 and then was elected at the age of 69. Nice. <laughs> in 1981. <laughs> Reagan was extremely passionate about prayer in schools and wanted to establish a daily prayer. He felt that Congress was removing God from the classroom, and he continually pushed for a constitutional amendment to require a moment of prayer each day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that kind of goes back to our one episode on like the religious right and the sex education. And yeah, stuff. Like, yeah. They, yeah, like the moral majority was hella pushing to like just have christian prayer in school yep which is funny because then they would be so against like any other kind of prayer like yeah and it's just it's like what the fuck do you like they don't want like freedom of religion they just want like freedom for their religion you know yeah exactly it is (laughs) which reagan was working with the dude i can't remember his name but the dude who like basically kind of started the moral majority he was like very funding i think yes yeah yes yes um yeah he was like campaigning with mm-hmm. him and like funding yeah. his fucking shit well and that's what's wild is because the like the right basically like banned around ronald reagan to beat jimmy carter who also who was like an evangelical yeah. guy himself but yeah. like he was like i don't know like doing what christians like should actually do and like right. caring about <laughs> yeah. people and they were like oh we can't have any of that mm-hmm. so they were like ronald reagan Get he, this fake he's heartless Christian enough over here. Yeah. yeah he's heartless <laughs> enough oh my god uh, so Reagan maintained that this prayer time would be voluntary and that students who didn't want to participate would not be forced, but that nonetheless, a prayer should be recited each day. Um, and like you were saying, I, I have a feeling that Ronald was only advocating for a certain type of prayer here. <laughs> Just a little hunch. Just a, 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 a hankering, <laughs> as they'd say in the South. In the South, a hankering. <laughs> Uh, on March 30th, 1981, Ronald Reagan was fucking shot in an assassination attempt. Yep, yep, I do recall. It was the fucking, it was the guy, oh my god, continue. Okay, um, uh, he was shot in an an assassination attempt and he fucking survived. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is just absolutely insane. Are you talking, are you gonna talk about the assassin? No, talk about it. He's the fu- he's that fucking guy who shot Ronald Reagan, and I think it's the same. I think he it was he was the one that like actually shot him, but he did it for Jodie Foster. He did oh it to get Jodie Foster's right. attention. Yeah, because she was in that fucking movie. What is that movie? 
uh, is it like taxi driver yeah i think i think so yeah and, he, and like in the movie he like she's in the she's in the movie and then somebody like tries to kill the president so he like yes, does the thing he shot ronald right. reagan <laughs> oh my god i forgot about that. i should have gone into that more oh that's it's okay so but it's crazy. so fucking insane just for <laughs> I mean, I'd probably, I'd probably kill the president for Jodie Foster too. But sure, like. <laughs> everybody loves Jodie. Oh, how can you not? That's like one of those domino things where it's like Jodie Foster stars in, um, fucking whatever yeah. movie, and then it's like big domino is like guy tries to it's kill Ronald, Ronald Reagan. Reagan, literally shoots the president. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. Uh, so he fucking survives, which is really crazy. Yeah. Yeah, very unfortunate. (laughs) And also kind of just like, I don't know if ironic is the right thing, but it's like he basically led to like the death of this dude Mm -hmm. via getting shot, James Rector via getting shot, and then he survives getting shot. Yeah. I don't know. It it is ironic. And like he's old as shit. He was 70. He's 70 years old and he survives a shot with a bullet. With a a real ass bullet in the fucking (laughs) chest. Like it's insane. And he lives. He lives. It's, yeah. And so because of this, his popularity went way up, and that made it way easier for him to get reelected in his second term in 1985, <clears throat> despite the bullshit that he accomplished during his first term, which I am about to tell you all about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, ow. Um, I'll tell you after this break. <laughs> These ads. These ads. This ad. <laughs> yeah, this one. One ad. Mm-hmm. Continue the beef with um, Anchor. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That was good. That was good. We... <laughs> we're back i was gonna try and do that before we uh, i can start it over. hopped back on no leave it it's fine <laughs> uh we're back we're talking about how aoc is a little cringe mm-hmm. and how phoebe got got by truanon i really did i was like <laughs> oh my god this is gonna be like so interesting yeah. i'm so excited yeah they fucking did a little april fools gotcha they prank. got you they got me. Also, I feel like um, I had no idea how passionate people are about April Fools. I feel like on Twitter yeah. I saw so many things that was like, "Fuck this stupid day!" and like, "Don't you ever fool me!" Like, I was like, <laughs> "Oh my god!" Like, I didn't really think it was that deep. Like, yeah, I just thought it was a bunch of like fun, harmless jokes yeah. that people like. I don't know. Like, I get some people like take it too far, like yeah. do stupid shit, but it's like I, I, so many people have such disdain for April yeah. Fools Day. <laughs> Yeah, it's wild. I'm like, it's just silly. My brother and the rest of my family, we all got in on this joke where my brother was going to tell my parents that he got his girlfriend pregnant. Oh, God. And uh, and then we did it. We did like a group FaceTime and we were all in on the joke. And so was my mom. But my dad didn't know. Oh, no. So we were like, oh, my God, you're going to we're going to be I'm going to be an uncle. You're going to have a child. And then like we did that march 31st and the next day my brother was like yeah dad that was an april Fool's joke and my dad got he was like a good sport about it but he was like yeah he was like fuck all y'all <laughs> it was funny oh god i don't think i've ever like really pulled a very good april fool's prank there was there was one april fool's where i just kept like doing weird shit to my mom's food mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Like, I, like, put, like, way too much pepper, or, like, yeah. she asked, I don't know why, this is so stupid, but at the end of the day, we're, like, laying in her bed, and she's like, oh, will you go get me, like, a little, like, piece of chocolate, or whatever, mm-hmm. and so I get, 
not even. <laughs> it's just stupid that I did this. So I get a little piece of chocolate and I put butter on it. Nice. And I don't know why. Anyway, I mean, it's a pretty she... harmless food ones, though. You <laughs> yeah. Know? And then she ate it, and she was like, "What the fuck is wrong with this?" <laughs> I was like, "I put butter on it." Wow. <laughs> oh, I'm uh, losing my that's mind. Funny. <laughs> I like uh, it. I like it. Thank you. <clears throat> oh man, Ronald Reagan. The real April Fool's joke on all of us <laughs> is Ronald Reagan's presidency. Yeah, amen. Uh, so Reagan to this day is regarded as one of the presidents who enacted the most tax cuts, which he did create large tax cuts across the board. Uh, he created 16 million new jobs and decreased inflation. Mm-hmm. Um, his being outspoken about tax cuts and keeping the government out of business, out of, sorry, businesses, uh, contributed to his popularity. And he was a huge supporter of free market capitalism, mm-hmm. um, of course, and worked hard to support the economy. So there was some kind of sort of good shit that he did, except for then it came with a whole bunch of really and... bad shit. So <laughs> yeah, and I mean, and I mean, even then, it's like he uh, he might have made jobs, but like he was Reaganomics was very like trickle down economics. Oh, we're about to fucking get yeah. into it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, despite how nice he made it all sound, Reagan actually caused huge economic problems mm-hmm. because of this, and we have him to thank for trickle-down economics. Um, known as Reaganomics in his day, trickle-down ec- economics was the implication of large tax cuts for the wealthy and large businesses, proposing that when this bracket has some relief that the wealth will trickle down to the average American. Yeah, which super happens and it's yeah, foolproof. It's, it's never been absolutely perfect. Be yeah. And that's why we're all rich. Yeah, yeah and like doing well and we can afford to live. Yeah, everybody, every single person mm-hmm. can just afford everything. Yeah, there's not a not a struggle at all. Sure. Yeah, I've, I've read history about up to like, you know, 1981 when Ronald Reagan was in office. <laughs> um, and I'm pretty sure everything goes pretty good since then. Yeah, that's we don't need I've, to look yeah. any further. Nope. <laughs> uh... Trickle-down economics, of course, does not work. So (laughs) (laughs) by implementing this system, Ronald screwed over the working class and increased poverty. Uh, He claimed that by giving companies these tax breaks, it would allow them to raise the wages of employees and therefore save the economy. Um, But that's real funny, Ronnie, because you actually passed legislation freezing the minimum wage at $3.35 an hour. Oh, no. $3.35 in 1981. Yeah, that seems which that, is like yeah, it seems low for that, even then. It totally is, and this is the dude who at one point was earning three thousand dollars a week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean, he did all that himself, right? Like he didn't oh, ever yeah. get any help. Like he Mm-mm. pulled himself up by his bootstraps, which is physically impossible. <laughs> which is like where like the saying comes from, because you actually can't do it. Mm-hmm. But like people misinterpret that, uh, and yeah, so I mean, he earned that three thousand dollars a week completely on his own totally totally <laughs> and it's not because he was like an overpaid mm-hmm. glamorous hollywood actor yeah who probably had tons of friends that helped him get to that point ding 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 <clears throat> so ronnie riggs continued his attack on the poor by cutting funding for public and section 8 housing uh cutting the budgets of basically any program that's good and actually helps people and then <laughs> redelegated that money to the military <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> that's what we need yeah more of is the military for sure Ooh. for sure um some of these programs that he cut funding from were medicaid food stamps education and even the epa 
Oh my gosh! Of course he did that. <laughs> like, Which is funny because the EPA was created by R- Richard Nixon, like yeah. he, a Republican. It's so, so wild. Yeah, yeah. he's just know. like so mad that he's like, you know yeah. what? Even, I'm even mad at the environment. You know, <laughs> fuck the, fuck the earth. Uh, we need more <laughs> guns. <laughs> Um, and then he also removed many people with disabilities from receiving Social Security. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Just a, an all-around stellar dude. Stellar. <laughs> uh, so Reagan practically tripled the national debt due to his continued spending on the military, despite the fact that we were reportedly in peacetime, um, which brings me to Reagan's involvement in the Cold War. Taylor and I did a series on the Cold War where we went into great detail about what went down, so I'm not going to get super specific, um, but the military spending of Ronnie Boy increased due to the Cold War. He felt the need to compete with the Soviet Union in an arms race, so he pushed funding towards the development of nuclear weapons and missiles, um, which is, like, where that, like, Star Wars fucking program that he came up with. yeah. He's like, we gotta beat him in space. Exactly. Which, Taking this to space. I feel like Ronald Reagan, like every like couple of generations, we have like an idiot president like Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. We just like remember them more fondly. But that is like, because Don, I mean, Donald Trump did the space thing too. But like, it is just oh, yeah. a very like idiot president thing to be like, what if? What about space? Do we do we have space covered right now? Like, <laughs> exactly. can, can, we, can we get to space? Like, he's like, let's ignore everything that's going on. Um, mm-hmm on earth and in the country that i control and let's think about space we need to think more about space outer space why are we not doing more about space what if the soviet union invades space space. that's our space too (laughs) like it should be i mean we're americans god wants us to have that space exactly yeah it's fucking insane Um, so when the Soviet Union invaded Afghanistan, Reagan countered by deploying the Special Activities Division of the CIA to Afghanistan to help train and arm the Mujahideen against the Soviet Army. Um, and this move from Reagan, from Reagan quite literally led to 9-11. Oh, wow. Like, literally. <laughs> that's, that's the dominoes that we need to be... <laughs> straight up. up. Like, straight yeah. up. Uh, so the Mujahideen was this, um... I guess sort of like rebel group mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, and then the CIA comes in, they arm them, they train them to fight against the Soviet army and as well as fight against um, the communist leadership in Afghanistan at the time. Yeah. Um, so they fought tirelessly against the Soviet army and that eventually led to the Soviets withdrawal from Afghanistan. However, the Mujahideen, because they were going against the communist government in Afghanistan, um, when the Soviet army left, the Mujahideen, took over the government but because the mujahideen was very unstable and it was kind of this like pieced together group of a lot of different ideologies um and then the cia coming in basically was just like soviet union bad communism bad and didn't like actually really organize anything Mm -hmm. so when they took over it was super unstable um so that quickly fell apart and then following that civil war breaks out and the Mujahideen are crushed by the Taliban, who held control of the country until we invaded in 2001. <laughs> yeah. Damn, so, that's crazy. Yeah, literally, like, Reagan caused 9-11 pretty much. Literally classic CIA, too, to just be like, fight against these guys. Um, we don't care what you actually believe. Yep. But if you're going to fight against communism, then we're, we're with you. And then the minute they beat them, the CIA is like, we were never here. Yep. <laughs> we're out. We're See you out later. to buy. You don't then, know my name. Exactly. And then they're like, well, fuck. What do we do now? Now, like, a horrible terrorist group took over this whole country. 
fuck and they're like uh, yes it's a terrible a terrible uh a horrible terrorist group but they're not <laughs> communists so <laughs> so i think it's a win for everybody really <laughs> And then they're like, oh, fuck, but that oil that's over there. Like, ah, Let's shit. figure out a way to... How do we get Get the back oil? in there. <laughs> get back in that, uh, that region. So there you go. That is part one of Ooh. the fucking shit that Ronald Reagan has done to this country. <laughs> Lovely. And yeah. folks, there is so much more. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's not even scratching the surface uh, no, of it. No. It's insane. This is just term one. And that's, yeah, that's a, and that's the wild thing, too, is it's like we're doing a two-part episode, and it's still not everything. No. It's still yeah. not, like, as deep as you can go. Yeah, there's no way. It but, would be, like, a four- or five-parter. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it'd be insane uh, on some of these motherfuckers. <laughs> Uh, and we're not behind the bastards, so. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, well, I'll jump into mine now. Fuck which, yeah. Which, uh, we're talking about, we're talking about good old, uh, Billy Clint. <laughs> uh, William Jefferson Clinton <laughs> was born on August 19th, 1946 to William Jefferson Blythe Jr. and Virginia Del Cassidy were his parents. All right. Um, William Blythe, sorry, William Jefferson Blythe Jr. actually died in a car accident three months before Bill was born. Oh my God. His mother, uh, left Bill in the care of his grandparents while she went to nursing school. And after nursing school, she married Roger Clinton Sr. Ah, there it is. Which is where the name comes from. I <laughs> yeah. was wondering. Yeah, I was wondering that too. And then I found out. There's but. your answer. <laughs> uh, Bill began using the last name Clinton from an early age, but was officially adopted at the age of 15 and his family moved to Hot Springs, Arkansas in 1950. While attending Hot Springs High, Bill took an interest in law. He uh, was basically just like a debate kid. He was a nerdy-ass debate Mm, kid. mm -hmm. Uh, Bisley Clizzlers (laughs) stated that the two things that led him into a life of public service was visiting JFK in 1963 through some kind of youth program and MLK's I Have a Dream speech in that same year which he would later in his life memorize. Oh, shit. So very, uh, I feel like it's very liberal shit to be like, yeah, Martin Luther King, such a big influence on me, mm-hmm. but then not like acknowledge any of his like socialist ideals because yeah. Martin Luther King was very into socialism. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know. What a time to be alive, too. True, yeah. Like in the same year, he saw JFK <laughs> and saw the I Have a Dream speech. Um. In college at Georgetown University, he joined Alpha Pi Alpha Phi Omega because, of course, Bill Clinton was in a fraternity. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone's going to be, it's Bill. If anyone's going to be, it's Bill. He also joined the Order of Demole, a club with Freemason ties, although he did never become an official Freemason. <gasps> Um, but it's very similar to like the Bush family and their involvement with like the Skull and Bones Club or whatever. What is that? It's it's like a college club for like a bunch of rich assholes who like <laughs> I don't know. It's it's I even have it here like it's just uh, trust fund kid LARPing, and <laughs> yeah. then it turns into long alliances from all these trust fund kids that uh, shape the entire history of the world. Mm, so it's yeah, very fun, very, very good, fun. <laughs> I watched this documentary on Netflix one time that was, like, all about the Freemasons, Mm -hmm. and it didn't really show, like, you know, all the real shit that goes down, but, like, it kind of showed, like, some of their ceremonies, and then it was just, like, 
dudes like saying poems that they had to memorize and wearing little aprons and then like drinking a lot of beer together yeah and i was like cool yeah and that's kind of a a lot of what basically these clubs are not all of them have to do with like freemasonry of course Mm -hmm. but yeah it's it's just again it's just trust fund kid larping being like you're not allowed into our club unless you like i don't know you commit a war crime or like i don't know (laughs) i mean it's fucking frats too and that's the same shit. it's the same shit yeah it's basically like Again, it's like the next step up from fraternity is like <laughs> being in a dumbass club called Skull and Bone. <laughs> yes. Or whatever. Um, in college at Oxford, Klinsky's was pretty uh, anti-Vietnam War. One of Bill's best friends named Frank Aller commits suicide after being drafted to Vietnam. It was said that Bill and his friends would attempt or would attend protests and groups fighting against the war. He also would receive educational draft deferments so he didn't have he didn't have to get drafted Mm. while he was getting his education and it's actually believed that while he was at oxford he joined the rotc to attempt to have enough influence to keep himself from being drafted again that's Mm. speculated that that's true but that's what people think is that he was trying to draft dodge by being part of the rotc and kind of like being on the inside interesting I don't personally give a fuck about draft dodging. Um, if the draft came back, I'd dodge it immediately. Oh, absolutely. I'd move to Canada as fast as possible. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, conservatives would later take issue with this, of mm-hmm. course. Um, and then go on to ignore it completely with Donald Trump. So I yeah, think crazy. that's really fun. You know, Weird how they just pick and choose. <laughs> Always fun how they pick and choose. Um, in 1971, he met Hillary Rodham while they were both attending Yale. The couple moved to Texas for Bill to take a job offer, and they were apparently friends with the then-unknown TV director and filmmaker Steven Spielberg. The fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this being one of the first ties I could find to, like, celebrity that uh, Bill Clinton had. Um, mm-hmm. Keep that in mind, because it cut. will come back in part two. <gasps> a little foreshadow skis. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so weird that, like, they were just, like, kicking around in 1971 in texas with like steven spielberg who steven spielberg wasn't famous like super famous yet he just like made tv shows and like some small films yeah it's crazy crazy Crazy. um in 1974 the couple moved back to arkansas and were married on october 11th 1975 in 1978 he won the governor position in arkansas bill was only 32 years old um, which made him the youngest governor at the time and was dubbed Boy Governor, was like his nickname, because <laughs> apparently nobody in politics can make up funny nicknames. Esper. It's I feel like Gov Jr. would have been a better one. Uh, yeah. Like, I, and I came up with that right now. Like, that's... <laughs> on the on, fucking spot. On the, out of the top of my head. And Boy you, Governor. Boy Governor is what they called him. I hate it. I fucking hate... Yeah, it's stupid. <laughs> Gov Jr. It's just it's something, please. God. Anything. Anything. Um... He lost in 1980, but then won governor again in 1982 and stayed until 1992. Uh, the term limit was extended from two to four years while he was governor, which uh, helped, supposedly helped to be able to implement more legislation without having so many, like, governor changes. Mm. So the, like, amount of time you would be governor, I think it's extended from two to four years. Sure, yeah. Or whatever. Something like that. Um... What is considered Bill's biggest accomplishment as governor was his reform of the education system, which he state which he started in the early 80s. 
He implemented legislation that would increase the spending allocated to schools, increase teacher salaries, provide vocational education options, more course variety, and implement compulsory teacher exams. So all like pretty reasonable stuff, yeah. especially in Arkansas, which according to this U.S. News article I looked up is still ranked 41 out of the 50 states for education. It's not the best. Mm. But it does seem that that was like one of the best things he did was like his work in the education system. Sure. And again, I feel like one of the things that I found with Bill Clinton is like he sucks, <laughs> <laughs> but like he did... At least at the beginning of his career, he definitely had, like, good intentions, you know? Right. Again, as, like, most people do, I feel like. You know, same with, like, what we were talking about with AOC yeah. and everything. Yeah, They always have good intentions, but I feel like you get lost somewhere along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what won't? Uh, you know what does always have good intentions <laughs> is uh, this break. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, ads. Uh. <laughs> um, we're back. Phoebe, what's your favorite okay. font? Um, my favorite <laughs> font I like a good um honestly like Times New Roman. Mm, it slaps, yeah. it never gets old. It it never gets old. Um, I do have a strong disdain for Helvetica. Well, okay. I don't know why, but I just like, I hate it. I'll fight. You'll fight Helvetica. I would on fight. Site. Yeah. yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I, I feel that way about impact font. I just feel like it's been used so mm, much. I get that. Yeah. And I'm like, why are you using impact font? <laughs> I feel like impact font is like conservative. Yeah. It gives conservative. Yeah, it gives. Whereas like Times New Roman gives like intellectual. Yeah. Uh, socialist, yeah, exactly, for sure, for sure. exactly. I do think it'd be funny to like make uh, like band shirts that just are like in Times New Roman font, <laughs> and especially, like that's it. Especially if it was like a metal band, like you know how they have those yes. crazy, oh but God. it's like just Times New Roman or like Comic Sans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, uh, it'd be beautiful. I'm also a fan of Georgia. I like Georgia. Oh, yeah, yeah. Georgia's nice. Yeah, I feel like Georgia's like a little more of like a, a slightly mm-hmm. more whimsical Times New Roman. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. There's this one, I don't know how official the font name is, but what I usually use for like my music promotion is this one called Thirsty Rough Rag. Oh my god. There's Thirsty there's Thirsty Rough Bold, Thirsty Rough mm. Light, and mm-hmm. then Thirsty Rough Rag. Sure, yeah. And I just think Thirsty Rough Rag is the way to go. <laughs> thirsty Rough. Yeah, I don't know. That's the name of it. <laughs> I like my I like my men how I like my, my fonts. Thirsty Rough. Thirsty and Rough. <laughs> All right. (laughs) Well, back to Bill Clinton. Bill Uh, Clinton. It is believed that uh, early in his career, he was um, anti-capital punishment, but this would change later on in his career. This was kind of the era of like conservative, tough-on-crime fear-mongering, and Democrats uh, aren't known for holding to their principles ever, so (laughs) you see a lot of Dems being uh, tough-on-crime as well. Um, as to not be seen as weak by conservatives. Mm -hmm. Bill was leaning so heavily into this uh, big tough guy on crime persona that he actually flew home from his campaign tour in 1992, when he was running for president, to personally oversee the execution of Ricky Ray Rector, who did murder someone and I think killed a police officer as well. 
but it was very uh, it was like he was trying so hard to look like this big tough like i'm so yeah. tough on crime that he flew back to arkansas from wherever the fuck he was on his campaign to like oversee this execution in person <laughs> yeah kind of weird creepy uh, Clinton won the 1992 campaign and became the 42nd president of the United States of America. And the fun was just getting started. <laughs> uh, some questioned a conflict of interest with an associated firm called the Rose Law Firm that Hillary was a partner with and uh, the amount of political power that the firm held. Bill said it was fine because all of the... <laughs> He's like, it's fine. It's all, all, good, of the, all of the transactions with the state had been deducted before negotiating Hillary's pay. Oh, I'm so sure. It was not a big deal. No. Bill also announced during his campaign that with Hillary, and I quote, with Hillary, voters would be getting two presidents for the price of one. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Which uh, sounds terrible to me. Yeah. Because uh, one seems to fuck us over enough. <laughs> um. I don't want to get too into the weeds with, like, the economics of his presidency, um, but Bill was able to actually help the U.S. budget. It was one of the first times in recent history that the budget was not at a deficit, so the U.S. Mm-hmm. wasn't spending more money than it was collecting and uh, increasing the national the national debt, so that's kind of a cool thing. Yeah. Bill also pushed through some welfare reforms in an attempt to expand the welfare, welfare program. Again, very basic liberal shit. Uh, And he also created NAFTA, the North American Free Trade Agreement, which opened up trade between Mexico, the United States, and Canada, and made uh, us all into one big trade block, as they call it. Hmm. Creating free trade between the countries was believed to have positive effects on small businesses by making um, importing materials cheaper. But critics of NAFTA will point out that many manufacturing jobs were relocated from the U.S., According to the CFR, over 35,000 auto manufacturing jobs were relocated out of the United States, mm. probably because with uh, the trade deals, companies can get workers in other countries to work for cheaper wages and import the products to America for less money. Right. So that's uh, one of those things. And again, I don't know that there was necessarily like, it was like an evil intention kind of thing. Sure. It just is like a, a side effect of that. That's like blows my mind that, that didn't happen until when is this 19 this would have been like 1992 1993 yeah that seems like so recent yeah it's wild yeah you used to have to like you have tariffs and stuff on right imports from like mexico and canada which yeah there's not anymore apparently interesting unless this has changed since then i haven't looked into the recentness of this but yeah um he implemented don't ask don't tell policy in the u.s military See our entire episode on that <laughs> where Phoebe goes over that one in great detail. Basically, the gist, though, is that instead of addressing the root problem of why the military is so homophobic, Bill just told gay people to not bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just pretend it's just pretend you're straight. Yeah, That's it's fine. Yeah, it's super You'll be fine. fine. Right. It's I mean, I know the military is known for how homophobic it is, yeah. but like pfft, you're you won't fine. get like beat up or killed or exactly yeah no no just pretend it doesn't exist it's crazy like going through this research and it's like oh fuck like we have a whole episode on that like it's just like these are such large things that happened Mm -hmm. anyway it it was interesting you can make whole episodes on like just very (laughs) specific points in the presidency exactly exactly that's why it's it is like an overview for sure but Mm -hmm. yeah no for sure um 
One policy that had bipartisan support was the Family Medical Leave Act of 1993. This act required employers to give unpaid leave to employees for medical issues and pregnancy. Not even paid leave. It just required unpaid leave. So employers couldn't just fire you if you got pregnant or you could <laughs> not walk. Christ. In 1993. I hate everything. <laughs> <laughs> like, they just, they had to be like, okay, you can, well, we won't pay you, but you can still work here when you're done yeah. being pregnant. Like, <laughs> it's so insane. We won't pay you, but you can leave. <laughs> and people were like, yeah, no, that seems pretty reasonable. Like, it was God. like bipartisan support. And Bill was like, I'm doing a good thing here. <laughs> it's like, uh, this yeah. This is revolutionary. This is revolutionary, yeah. Clinton did reverse a lot of restrictions on family planning programs that were implemented by the Reagan and Bush administrations. Hey. Bill had this slo- this slogan, abortion should be safe, legal, and rare, which yeah. I suppose is better than the alternative uh, of being not safe, um, not legal, and often, I suppose. I don't know. <laughs> um, abortion rates did decline by 18% during the eight years of the Clinton presidency, because education and providing resources is crazy that it, it actually works. So yeah, weird. It's, it's wild. Um, but yeah, so not too bad there in that area. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, as we spoke about before, Bill did have one of the best spending budgets. But in order to get the budget in line, it did require that he raise taxes quite a bit. He ran on a promise to help lower the taxes of the middle class, which didn't exactly happen. He did, however, raise taxes on the top 1.2% elite and did cut taxes for 15 million low-income households, which isn't nothing, but yeah. it did frustrate the middle class of people because uh, he said he would help them out with their taxes and they didn't get... He you know, lowered it for low income, raised mm-hmm. it for high income, but middle kind of stayed pretty, pretty stagnant there. Mm-hmm. Um. He also attended to implement a universal health care plan, which seems to have seemed to have widespread support in most political circles at the time, even conservative ones. But because, uh, well, yeah, and, and because politics were different back then, even conservatives could be like, yeah, medical care is probably good for everybody. Right. Um, the plan was, of course, uh, shot down, though, by conservative, a conservative group of lobbyists, as well as the health care or the health insurance industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, big insurance. Always fucking it up. Um. There was the White House travel office controversy. This one's, uh, yeah, very scandalous. Um, Seven White House employees were fired without warning in May of 1993. The White House staff were on contract to work for however long the president needed them and could be let go of at any time. So it wasn't uh, wasn't illegal to fire them. Mm -hmm. But many believe that Bill fired them to make room for friends of the Clintons to take their spots. Which would be kind of a shitty thing to do. It's definitely like on the a lower end of like Bill Clinton's controversies, <laughs> but uh, but still, people were like, "Hey, this isn't cool. You fired people that have worked at the White House on the, like the travel team um, for quite some time." Mm. And again, it was thought that him and Hillary were bringing in their friends to work, which I would believe. I would definitely believe that's a very Clintony thing it's, to do. The nepotism's running wild. <laughs> Um, there was, this was also followed, uh, by the whitewater controversy. Um, maybe not followed, but the whitewater controversy has kind of become, uh, 
it's less of like the actual thing that happened and more it's kind of become somewhat of like a term for the corruptions of the Clintons mm. and their like shady backroom deals that uh, were believed to be happening. The initial scandals basically, uh, or the initial scandal basically had to do with Bill and Hillary's friendship and business partners, Jim and Susan McDougall. Jim and Susan ended up stealing about $3 million through oh some God. shady land deals and tax fuckery. And the Clintons were never formally charged for any crime regarding the McDougal, McDougals, Douglas. <laughs> but that, of course, doesn't mean that they didn't commit crimes and it doesn't keep people from speculating. But at the end of the day, we just don't know if they were involved mm-hmm. or not. Uh, many of the controversies of the Clinton administration would be investigated by the Whitewater Independent Council, which is why that name has kind of like been associated with like Clinton fuckery, mm. like uh, Whitewater controversies and whatnot. Um, he did increase background checks and waiting periods for firearm purchases, um, which I'm sure made a lot of conservatives mad. <laughs> um, I don't necessarily think that background checks and waiting periods are necessarily a bad thing. Um, sure. As far as like guns go, you know, yeah. I think background checks are pretty widely accepted as to be like a good thing. Yeah. And wait, same with waiting periods. Um, but that does bring us to the omnibus, omnibus. O-M-N-I-B-U-S. Omnibus. Omnibus. Crime bill. Yes. This bill made more crimes punishable by death in the U.S. and is debated to be one of the catalysts for the mass incarceration that would continue to modern day because more money would be given to prisons if they had more prisoners. Mm -hmm. Uh, Joe Biden, as well as, in a plot twist, Bernard Sanders, (gasps) played a role in pushing the bill forward. Not our boy. Our boy. Which both politicians have received criticism on in the present day. Fair but, enough. Yeah, it was Joe Biden and Bern- Bernard Sanders. Damn. I know. R.I.P. <laughs> Nobody can say that I'm biased. Exactly. I, but Bernie Sanders, I, I told you the facts. <laughs> <laughs> um, he also launched the first official WhiteHouse.gov website, which makes sense because it was like 1993. <laughs> yeah, you know? that's kind of funny. <laughs> but it is. Yeah, that was the first time the, the White House had a website was under <laughs> Bill Clinton. Um, he, he, okay, so he pushed forward some, like, super radical policies and opinions, like, believing that AIDS exists. What? <laughs> and that it was a problem that should be taken seriously, uh, which is more than, than can be said for the presidents prior to him. Mm-hmm. Um, tune at, in next week. Tune in next week to find out more about that. Uh, at the same time, though, in 1996, he did sign the Defense of Marriage Act into law, which allowed states to not recognize gay marriage performed in another state where it was legal. Uh, this bill would be erased or shot down completely in 2003. So it's a little bit of a mixed bag. Yeah. <laughs> I did see that, like, the way that they justified it was like, oh, we were trying to get, like, get it legalized on, like, a federal level. Mm. So they made it so that, like, states could do whatever so that they could try to push something through that would make it legal all over. Sure. But it is just, like, a weird, like, a weird misstep, I feel, yeah. in, like, the the rise of, you know, <laughs> gay rights. Yeah. He's like, we don't want you to die of AIDS, but you don't get to have rights you, still. It's, if the state doesn't want to give you rights, it's kind of, I mean, how, how are you going to argue that? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? I'm only the president. <laughs> Exactly. Um, He did lift the ban of security clearance for LGBT federal employees in 1996. 
1996 was when you would stop being discriminated against on a federal oh, level for being yeah. gay. <laughs> it was the year I was born. Oh my god. <laughs> it's insane. Jeez, and I guess it's Christ. not like surprising, you know, cuz like no. what 2016 was when gay marriage was finally legalized? Uh 2015? Yeah, I think it was uh... I don't remember the exact year i guess something like that i think it was six so it's like we've only even been able to get married for a short amount of time yeah yeah but uh... so i guess it's not surprising but yeah it's it's insane um he did sign a the he signed a bill called the illegal immigration reform and immigrant responsibility act uh this combined the legal proceedings of different functions of the immigration court to streamline deportation basically just eliminated the amount of representation and due process that an immigrant would receive before being deported, which is uh, Uh, good. (laughs) uh, Uh, An extremely liberal thing to do. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And again, it's, I I feel like we're seeing the same thing with like Kamala Harris's bullshit where she's like on the campaign. She was like, we want you to come here. And then now she's like, don't, (laughs) don't cross the border. It's, it's, yeah, it's literally what she said. It's insane. Yeah. Um, to wrap up Clinton's first term in office, uh, he almost died in 1996 in the Philippines. Uh, the Secret Service intercepted a radio transmission about a bomb being placed on a bridge that the president's car would be crossing. Oh, my God. The car, of, tor- of course, took a different route, and uh, Bill didn't get murdered. <laughs> but uh, I believe the situation, and, and I think the situation was diffused quickly, but it was reported that Bill was very upset that he would be late to his meeting. Uh, uh, because of the detour. Oh. <laughs> so. so sorry, Bill. <laughs> uh, and that wraps up Mr. Clinton's first term in office. Wow. Uh, obviously kind of a shitty guy. Next week, we'll uh, in part two, we'll jump into some of the juicy details of his second terms. And uh, I'm sure the scandal that you're all thinking in your uh-huh, heads. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, that'll be part of it. So, <laughs> Fuck. But yeah, that's what he did in uh, his first term. Which, again, it's funny because like... In a lot of those, like, a lot of those things that he signed in were, like, pretty bad, you know? Like, the mm-hmm. illegal immigration one, um, the fucking crime bill and stuff like that. But people still think that, like, just, I don't know, like, having sex was, like, the worst thing he did. No, exactly. It's, and exactly. again, you know, the, the media and the White House for sure mistreated uh, Mrs. Lewinsky. Mm-hmm. But, um... Yeah, like he he's did a lot of other shitty things too. Don't yeah. think that that's like the only but bad thing. But it's like, he did. yeah, people look at him as bad. They're like, he mm-hmm. cheated on his wife. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's weird too because like, I feel like if that hadn't have happened, like if that scandal hadn't have broke, mm-hmm. w- like Bill Clinton would have be like the Ronald Reagan for Democrats. Totally, he would have been like the one that they're like looking back on and being like, the Clinton years, they were so good. Yeah, you know? no, it's so true. And even, like, even me, like, this was a, a pretty personal one because, like, when I was, like, a high school liberal, I remember, like, reading about Bill Clinton being, like, this guy's all right, yeah, you know, because yeah. he, like, supported gay people and <laughs> didn't think everyone should starve, you know? like Exactly. Like, I was, like, this guy's all right. And then, of he course. Had, like, low basic decency. Exactly. And you're, yeah. like, wow. So I've, and I feel like, yeah, like, as I got more uh, radical, I realized Bill Clinton sucks <laughs> mm-hmm. as more things came out about him. But I was the same way with the Obamas. Yeah, so, yeah, exact, exact yeah. same thing. You know, he's like, oh, wow, he's like a well-spoken, right. not idiot man who yeah. believes that people 
should be respected you know yeah. like <laughs> yeah it's definitely a thing it's how they get you it's how they get you and they're too well spoken <sighs> not that i mean I'd, i would say i think bill clinton was m- more well spoken than like bush for oh sure. yeah <laughs> He had. He was also a southern, a southern boy. But. He was. <laughs> oh, Bill. Yeah, and that's uh, that's good old Bill Klinsky's. Nice. Fuck yeah! Looking forward yeah. to next week. I am also looking forward to next week for our part two of Hear more why you should hate Ronald Reagan and Bill Clinton. I like what we did there. That was, that was good. That was very good. Um, Phoebe. <laughs> If I was a listener and mm-hmm. I wanted to know, if I wanted, like, just those juicy pictures of, mm-hmm. like, the episode, you know, where would images. I... Images. Images, uh, you know, visual um, <laughs> items. I don't know. You... Where would I go? <laughs> could check out our Instagram, which is at Remarks Podcast. Um, and then you can also check out our TikTok of the same name, at Remarks Podcast. Taylor... Where can I do tweets at? You can tweet at us at RemarksPod on Twitter.com. Twitter.com. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Please. Five stars, please. Every week I'm just going to get more like <laughs> please. up close yeah, to the mic. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then, of course, you can check out my YouTube channel, which is at the left. Well, it's the Lefty Agenda on YouTube. <laughs> The ads uh, start to get yeah, just put the at everywhere, yeah. <laughs> um, and then let's thank our patrons. Yeah, we have our newest patron today. Thank you so much. We love you. We have Andrew Vass. Thank you so much. We have Emily Doran and Justin Vass. Thank Woo! you all so much for supporting the pod. You guys rock. You're the best. Um, yeah, I think that covers everything. Beautiful. Amazing. 10 out of 10. You aren't a patron. We're about to record a bonus episode. RN. And I think it's going to be a pretty good one. So hop on that if you want to hear it. And you get two stickers. It's true. Yeah. Five bucks and a month. And stickers are sexy. They so are very sexy. You will get bitches. Yeah. If literally, you put the stickers like, places. bitches will look at, you know, whatever item you have the sticker on and be like, wait. Is that a Remarks sticker? Mm-hmm. Panties drop immediately. Yeah, for sure. It's happened so, to you. Multiple in, times. In public. Yeah, yeah. For sure. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, whoa. Calm down. Yeah. I don't want to be drowning in all this pussy. Yeah. I'm- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Ladies, I can't breathe. Exactly. Like, I got to get air into my lungs. Like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Can't just breathe pussy <laughs> all the time. Uh, amazing. <gasps> oh my god. Anyway, Thanks yeah. for listening. Thank you. Kayla. Love you. Bye. Bye.